It's your boy Tommy V of Raw Sex. We're going to jump right into it. So, okay, let me paint you guys a little picture here, right? You have a group of black men who believe that, you know, if you don't date or you don't prefer black women, that you're just a weak man who can't handle a real woman. So then I have to break down, well, why does they think that that's the real woman and a Spanish or Asian or a white woman can't be the real woman? And let's be also be clear when they say that they're also talking about black women, too, because they're the the Candace Owens type black women who, yes, I know I've used her as an example before. Y'all would say, well, she dates a white man. But I mean, not all Candace Owens type black women date white men or are with a white man. There are still some who date black men as well. But when they're those minded type black women, black people, not me, exclude them from this conversation or from the conversation of blackness. Right. So some black women as well fall into this category. So what makes you think that that's the real woman? And I started to think about how they they're they I listen to their words that they use. They start to talk about strong and you can't handle and things like you're intimidated or you a little boy and things like they use a lot of black women talking points, you know, um, when describing these situations. So they basically what happens is this um, to everybody who's listening is this. These black men, they have put it in their brains that they are basically they are more of a real man because they can go through suffrage there and, and, and for all the black girls who are rolling your eyes already, just stay tuned. Where I'm gonna bring this full circle for you guys as well. Okay, let me turn this on mute. All right, they are, they are already they've already put themselves in a, in a they, these black men. They feel like because I can get emasculated, I can get swung on with a with a with a pot, you know, uh, hit with an iron because I can you know get chumped off and you know. Um, you know, simple things like that. Even the sex is rough, right? You know, you, you get hair from a black girl. She, she damn near trying to suck your dick off your your body compared to the other girls. They just want you to feel pleased. You know what I'm saying? Um, it's not this like this rough ass thing that's going on down there. Like every everything, that makes them feel like, well, if I can handle all this 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 negative stuff, I'm a real man. And and this is our community for you. You know what I'm saying? And it's the same thing for the black women. A lot of brothers, when you ask them, you know, what do they want out of these women and stuff like that? It's like they want them to suffer. It's like, oh, I want a girl who's going to be with me when I'm broke. I want a girl who's going to be with me when I'm locked up. Like, I don't, you know, if I do 10 years and she leaves, that girl ain't good. Like, it's like we have this survivalist suffering mentality that has been instilled in us through slavery and, and, um, you know, the Jim Crow era, which is, you know, pre-integration and post-integration as well. We've been going through these things and we put ourselves in the survival mode. And this is why I say, you know, it's best. It's not saying that it has to be this way, but it's best if black people explore their options otherwise because um, elsewhere, because two people that have this suffering survival, I got to look out for me you know, I got to put myself through crap to show my love for someone else. You know, like my love isn't valued till it comes with pain like that. That how could we ever grow as a people? How could we ever? Because at this point, we have to preserve and salvage our race. I mean, unless one day y'all want to wake up every in a world where 
we're just not here anymore. You know what I'm saying? And the few of us that are here are feminized or too masculine, you know, for the females, too masculine, too feminine for the men, for us to actually make anything out of ourselves as a people. You know what I'm saying? We have to salvage what we can and we have to preserve what we can. We can no longer try to keep forcing ourselves into unity. It's just not working. We're talking about two groups of people who literally cannot love each other because that's not what love is. You know, love is peace. You know, you're not a real man because you'll sit up there under a woman who will chump you off and uh-uh, what the, uh, uh, like she talks to you like she's your fucking mom. Like, that don't make you no better man than me. Uh, you see me with a Spanish woman or a white woman or an Asian woman or a certain kind of black woman who brings nothing but peace into my life. And you would say that I'm weak because I want a woman who's peaceful. Y'all say we're weak because we want a woman who's docile. No, we want a woman who's peaceful. Let me tell you something about these peaceful women because you brothers, a lot of you lost hotel niggas. You never had one because you deal with nothing but these black women all day. Um, you know what I'm saying? Let me tell you something. They're not as docile as you would think. (laughs) They're not as much of a pushover as you think. Actually, they're more likely to leave one of us before your so-called black queen. Your black queen is built in suffrage. Okay, so you know what that means? That means she's only built to be with you in hard times. So that's why you see so many black women, am I lying? So many black women who have a great walk away from the greatness to go ultimately put themselves back into suffering. That's why you have that one woman that's gone viral. Everybody's talking about it. That um, kind of pretty light-skinned woman talking about she left her husband because she wanted a man with more money. He was, and she even said he was a great man. He was loving. He was a provider. He had money. He just she wanted more. And then, you know, I don't know if this is true, but allegedly, I guess he also killed himself after that. You know, this is why you see Jada Pinkett Smith doing what she's doing. And she she over there hoping and praying that this thug nigga come back from, from the grave. Like, you know what I'm saying? And then you got... Um, Who's the other? And then she ran around August Alcina, a little young, little thug nigga from New Orleans. And then you got this uh, Megan Good leaving Devon Franklin. And now she's posted up with some tatted up nigga. Like, you know what I'm saying? They, they, they have to. That's why that's why they can't do it. That's why, like, you know what I'm saying? Sierra's their last hope. Because, and who knows what she's going to do two, three years from now, right? Shit, remember we looked at Jada Pinkett Smith and thought they had to remember? They wanted the real love, Jada and the real love. Ah, right, y'all keep holding your heart on Sierra. And she might fumble that bag pretty soon, too. That bitch from Clayton County. Okay, that bitch might fumble that bag pretty soon, too. All right, so here's the thing about it, bro. Like, what I'm trying to say is this. They're built in suffering. So, yeah, you know, actually, your woman is the docile one. She's the one that's going to stay with you throughout all the bullshit. That's why you see black girls who have education, house, car, money, right? Decent looks. Riding around Pookie and Ray Ray in their car. Got Pookie and Ray Ray living in their house. Driving their car. Hanging around her kids. That's why you see that, bro. Why she ain't gonna get a nigga that got a car and a house and don't got no kids? You know what I'm saying? Like, that's why you see that. Okay? Because they're built for suffering. They're not built for, you know, happiness. So, actually, while you sit up there saying... The white woman is docile and she gonna put up with anything. No, actually, she won't. Okay? And you know who says stuff like that the most, y'all? People who've never dated a white woman. That's it. Whether they're women or men, it's usually people who've never dated a white woman. I'm not here to uplift the white woman and put down the black woman. I'm just telling you that a lot of the stuff, that myths that you guys keep spilling, they don't get us nowhere. So I'm here to debunk them so that way we can actually get somewhere. Because the biggest problem black people have, and I think in this country, is this. Y'all sit around holding on to false narratives for too long. 
we can't get to the real conversation because we're too busy having a fake conversation. Using around to make it up stuff like, oh, a real man going to deal with a black woman. A black woman who is nothing but suffering. Oh, um, the white, they only leave us to go with the non-black women because they're more docile. And man, who told you white women were docile? Like, seriously, where'd you, where'd you get that? What you see is peace. What you're looking at is peace. What you're calling docile and submissive and, um, oh, she gonna do whatever. That's what you call peace. See, you're so built on survival and selfishness and suffering that you don't recognize those things as peace. That's what, that's what peace looks like. That's what compromising looks like. You know what I'm saying? That's what being a woman and allowing your man to be a man looks like. Yes, I did use the word allowing specifically for a reason. See, a lot of women don't know that there's power in allowing your man to be a man because you can get in the way of that and take away his manhood from him. You know what I'm saying? For example, I'll give you an example, a quick example too. One of my homeboys, and this, this happened when I was younger. He's, a, he's an older friend of mine. He had called me and he was upset. And I was, and I was, um, and he was upset because he was looking forward to coming home, drinking a beer, cutting his grass, right? Because him and his, him and his girl, they had got a house, they rented a house. And he came home and the grass was already cut. And he asked her, you know, what happened? She said, oh, I got bored today and I cut the grass. You, you, I literally put you in, a, and he, you know, he, he makes decent, but he come from a good family. I put you in a position to where you don't have to do much all day. You make some lemonade, watch your favorite shows, you know, go get a massage at a, at a somewhere, go to the gym or something like that. Go buy some flowers. I don't know. Do something. Go shoe shopping. But you want to be outside cutting grass. Then all the neighbors driving by and they see this and they thinking, damn, he got his wife out here cutting grass. And she didn't understand you stole something from me by doing that. She thought she's helping him. No, you, you, you stole that from me. I don't have that, you know, and they don't realize that, especially in today's society, you have to definitely let your man be a man because there's so much things that's already been taken from us, right? There's so many things that have already been taken from us and that we have to fight to get back. <clears throat> Excuse me. You know, <clears throat> sorry, y'all. You know, um, there's so many things already been taken from us. Nowadays, y'all got your own money. Y'all can pay for your own things. So, yes, if a nigga want to cut that grass, you don't touch that fucking grass, Okay. You don't touch that trash can. You don't touch that gas pump. You gonna let me grab this door? Because there's not much else I'm needed for. I mean, I'm just being honest, bro. Y'all know it's raw sex. We have to be objective over here. Okay? We all have our biases, including myself. But I try my 100% best. I promise you. I promise you I do. To be as objective as possible. Okay? So, you're talking about a group of people. That don't even understand these simple concepts to the point when they see peace, they call it, oh, he just weak. He just, he just want her because she going to let him do whatever. Trust me, he cannot go over there and do whatever. He can't go over there and not have a car for three, four years. Mm. He can't go over there and live all up in her house. Mm. He can't go over there and be slapping her upside the head every day. He can't go over there and let his credit stay low. Mm. He can't go over there and not eat. He can't. There's a lot of things you cannot go over there and not do because either A, she's going to do it or B, she's going to tell you straight to your face. He can't. Let me tell you what, nothing. He can't go over there and do black women. That's since y'all like to talk so much. You know, what he can't do over there. He can't go over there and be with her for six, seven years and not put a ring on it. 
he can't go over there and have her going to more baby showers than that one wedding. He can't go over there and waste her fucking time. Like he can sit up there and waste yours. How many black women, we see this all the time, educated, got it all going on, getting their time wasted by Pookie and Ray Ray. Pookie and Ray Ray would be a better man over there. And let me talk to the black men right quick. You know what she can't do over there? She can't go over there and have a whole bunch of weave and big eyelashes and all this stupid looking stuff on her. She can't go over there and be cussing and hollering in the stove. She can't go over there and be fighting in her own front yard. She can't go over there and be slapping the children upside the head and twerking on kids and stuff like that. So she go over there and she becomes a better woman. Whether we want to admit it or not, whether it's our fault or not, whether it's the white man's fault, it don't matter. She go over there and she knows how to behave. It's like you go over there and you finally get your credit right. You finally go out there and you realize life. You you learn life when you go over there. <clears throat> you learn what it means to actually love somebody. And then maybe one day, if you ever have to, you come back and both y'all now know how to act. See, these are, these, people don't want to hear this because they, they feel like I'm... I'm trying to separate the black race and and I have self-hatred and blah 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 and yo mama this my mama don't bring my mama into this my mama would sit right here next to me right now and have the same conversation I was just with my mama yesterday no the day before the day before yesterday and we had this conversation okay my sister is with a white man my sister knows how to fucking act but my sister always knew how to fucking act because she was raised by my mom all right my mom does not want me with an American black woman. My mom's not an American black woman. So I hate when people bring my mom into the conversation. I get these comments and DMs all the time. Did, you, did your mom know you talk like this? Is your mom? Yes. My mom follows me on Instagram. My mom listens to my stuff. Yes. The fuck I look like? I'm not, I'm not one of them other diggers, bro. Every, all them, let me tell you something. Every single deflection that you black women like to use and you hotep niggas like to use against people like me, it just, I'm, I'm just gonna let you know now, find a different, find a different entrance, bro. Find it because it's getting redundant. And I don't know how many times I have to explain. I feel like every episode I need to make a, I need to just change my whole campaign ad to just look, this won't work. This won't work. I'll give you what will work. Okay. There's a lot of other things that's fallen apart left and right around me. But those type of deflections that y'all use, those typical, your mom is black or your mom, this self-hatred, all of that, you know, all of that shit. It, 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 I'm gonna just keep it real, bro. It just doesn't work with me. Your little dick, and it, oh, none of it, none of it. None, oh, you must be gay. <clears throat> Sorry, y'all. All that you must be gay stuff, and this, that, and the third, and all. It's not gonna work, bro. It's just not gonna work. So just go ahead and find a different, more logical approach. Come with some facts, not assumptions and projections, because those ones just, just don't work. I'll go. I will call my mom. I will call my mom one of these days and well, I'll ask her first. I would never want to backdoor my own mother, but I bet money. If I was to get my mom to willingly do an episode, I, w- I don't ever want to hear anybody bring my mom up again because she will make some of y'all feel real crunchy and she's going to come with the same logic I come with. Stop it. Okay. My dad as well. Like, let's not play. My dad's an affluential black man married to an Asian woman. Like he's miserable as shit. I will, I'm not going to sit here and lie to you guys, but that's his own fault. Okay, that's his own fault. All right, I'm not saying white women, Asian women, spend there's plenty of trash in those communities. Just like there's more than enough trash in our own. 
what I'm saying is that even when you look at it from an um, observational standpoint, when you see black people eventually stray away from their race, they tend to do better. They tend to become better because they know they can't go over there with that dysfunctional shit. You want to know the reason why when you go to a when you go to a store or a restaurant, you'll see the black people up there. They'll be so nice to the white customers and so nice to the non-black customers. But then when you get up there, you say, hey, how you doing? Hey, can I take your order? We don't got that today. They got so much attitude. You don't know why that is. And me and my uncles were talking about this the other day. You want to know why that is? It's because they feel like because we're black, we're supposed to just deal with the shit. That's what I'm saying. We only know how to suffer with each other. We don't know how to be great. We don't know how to be great. That's why you see black people. They hang out with black people. They hang out with black people. They get rich. They start hanging out with other people. Because black people are fucking crabs. You get up there to the top and then the other people don't like you. I tell you, when we moved, we had moved several times growing up. And I tell you, you know what I'm saying? You go to these areas that have limited black people and you, you think you walk into this black, hey, brother, what's that? He's looking at you like, boy, if you don't get away from me. Hey, Chad. Hey, Brad. You're like, what the fuck? He throw you off. Like, wait a minute, bro. We the only niggas over here. He, in his mind, he's like, nigga, that's why I came over here to get away from you niggas. I don't want to talk to you. That's why it's, it's so refreshing when you go to the suburbs. The other day I was, I walked to this restaurant. We know it's only me and one other black guy in there. And he looks up at me and it's like, like I could tell he just lit up. And here's what's sad, man. Honestly, I'm like a lot of you. At first I thought, oh, here we go gay nigga like why he looking at me like that you know and it's and once again that's that black mentality of just that suffrage that survival mode that just negativity when it comes to our own people no he i walked i walked past me and said hey brother how you doing that's when i knew oh okay he on the same type of time i'm on you see what i'm saying because at first you know i mean he was a muscular black guy you know smooth skin he had like a little short shorts on i'm like oh he looking at me oh here we go them niggas, I don't know, them niggas always like me, you know what I'm saying, so I'm like, oh, no, nah. he just was on some, oh, there's another black man, I didn't know that, and you know, I just assumed that maybe he was just like me when I first moved out there, oh, shit, ain't that many black folks around, oh, shit, okay, you know what I'm saying, blah, 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 and I, and I personally, me personally, I love the hood, anybody who know me know I love the hood, okay, I love the hood because there's so much culture and it's my people and I feel loose. But that's that's also a problem. That comfort to drive through a neighborhood at two o'clock in the morning blasting your music because well, this is the hood. When people got to sleep too, it's grandmas in there. They didn't sign up to be the hood. You know, they just in there living because when they was growing up, they couldn't get the the necessary loans and approvals to go live in different areas. So that's where they got their house. But when you in the suburbs, you're not finna drive through there at 2 o'clock in the morning. Boom, 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 boom. You ain't gonna do that because you know you gotta have respect, nigga. So sometimes it's good to take yourself out of around your own people because our people, have, we're, the, we're the lowest people in this country. We don't know how to act. We don't know how to treat each other. You know what I'm saying? Motherfucker be sitting there going to the restaurant wondering why they folks treat you like that, but they don't treat them white folks like that. Why your probation officer mean to you, but her white client she nice to? Why these things happen? It's why we want black judges. And that's why people are like, oh, first black judge in Mississippi. Or, and they show you a picture of some black lady holding up some shit. You be like, everybody be like, oh my God, yay. And I'll be like, I don't know about that, bro. You know what I'm saying? Because you know that bitch might be the worst judge we ever had. We might we we better off with the white man judge. This bitch gonna double your sentence, nigga. He would have gave you 20 years. She gonna give you 40. 
She gonna push the limits. The DA, she gonna argue. She she decided to argue with the prosecutor. No, no, we're gonna give him forty. The prosecutor, you know, anybody knows the court system how it works. Usually, the prosecutor say what's going on. The judge kind of go with whatever they say. Now that black lady gonna argue with the prosecutor. Don't let the whole, don't let the prosecutor be a black man. Oh, she's never gonna listen to that nigga. He gonna quit. He gonna quit because he gonna be like this bitch don't ever fucking listen to me. What the fuck am I here for? If I say twenty years, you giving him forty. If I say two years probation, you say nah, fuck it, give him five. You know she gonna just she gonna just go against the grain. If it, no matter which way it go, and he, if he say two years probation, she'll say no probation. Two years probation, she might say four years probation. Like these are our people, and we have to understand that these basic concepts cannot be denied. We don't know how to act with each other. We don't know how to love each other because we don't really know what love is. For so many of us, we never really saw real love. I mean, you know, honestly, I had to tell myself one time, I said, you know, what is real love? Do you even know? And that's when I had to kind of find it out for myself. And I found it through the Bible. And I'm not saying I'm a perfect Christian. Anybody who listens to this, you know, I ain't no perfect Christian. You know, I ain't barely even no Christian. But you know what I'm saying? The Bible still is a, it holds a place in my life. You know what I'm saying? Um, you know, and I think it's all the place in everybody's life. Whether you believe in God or not or whatever you believe in, it's a, it's, the book has great things. I hate people dis- discredit the Bible. You know who discredits the Bible the most? Black people. Like, them niggas said, I mean, it's just like, we're just rebellious for no freaking reason at this point. We just, everything that we were taught, we just want to rebel from because we think that that's what's holding us back. But that's what was keeping us together, dumbass. When you want to talk about black unity, you know when black people were the most united? Back when we were all reading the freaking Bible. <laughs> like, you know, it's like, the niggas is dumb. Like, they just, they just, they just want to rebel for no reason, bro. These niggas think that they Indians now. They think they're Asians. They think they're everything. You know what I'm saying? They don't know what the hell they are because they want to run from who they are. They don't want to be who they actually are. While you see our women with all this stuff on their face, all this stuff on their hair, all this stuff they do to themselves because that's the true self-hatred is a self degradation the, the destruction of self and anything that looks like self so for you to sit up there as a black man and tell me see i brought a full circle for you to sit up there as a black man and tell me that you know what I'm saying you feel like i'm a weaker man or this other brother's not a real man because he can't handle the real black womb man and, and 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 because she's something to fucking handle in the first place like that's brazy because at the end of the day how could that be true sir how could that be true? Let me calm down a little bit. How could that be true, sir? When hold on. How could that be true, sir? When at the end of the day, that's not even real love. That's not even what real love is supposed to be. That's why they want you, they've trained you. Who's the first person that told you the black woman, I mean the white woman or the non-black woman was docile? Was it a black man that told you that? No, the first time you heard that it was a black who? Woman. Somebody who was a heterosexual who never even dated no woman, let alone a white woman. How the hell would she tell you what a white woman doing behind closed doors? Let me tell you something. I got to, I noticed from experience and observation. White women are not as docile as y'all have to think they are. They don't play that shit. Okay? They're not finna they're not finna live in suffering because they were taught real love. Because they come from a people that don't have to be as oppressed as ours and have to be as survival. That's why I don't blame us. I'm not knocking us for being the way that we are. I'm just telling you the way that we are, okay? Because you have to understand that this comes from a place of suffering and being forced into survival when the black man was stripped from the black woman's home. What did she have to do? 
She had to literally go into survival mode. You know what I'm saying? These things can start to infiltrate genetics and pass down certain mentalities and traits naturally. She was forced into survival mode. She had no choice. You know what I'm saying? I, I do find it funny. I think I want to eat me an orange this morning. Yeah, that's going to help me out. Okay? I do find it funny that she... They love to say they don't need a man. They still have to turn to a man somehow, some way to survive. They had to turn to big daddy government. You know what I'm saying? The zaddy. You feel me? So at the, at the end of the day, everything that I'm trying to tell you guys is the truth. You could you could deny it all you want. And you also need to know this. Before it was you, it was them. Don't let that go over your head. Before it was us, it was them. All these tricks and trickologies and, and all, all these different things that they've been, they've been using for the longest time to get you wired to the way you are now, to even to the point where we can even have this conversation. This conversation was a part of their plan. But unfortunately, it's what's going to work. But all of that shit, they had to go through it first. What you think? White people were always united? No. They've been split. You don't pay attention. They've been split, man. Rednecks, the crackers, this was a split. They went through the same shit. They were just as sensitive as we are. They realized all of this and they said, well, we have to do this to the black race. And there's a reason why they had to do it to the black race. All of this shit is prophecy, bro. It's deeper than anything I could ever begin to explain to you on a public platform. And I don't think I would ever risk my life to explain to you on a public platform. I've, I've debated with it. I've, I've kind of toyed with it here and there. I've, I've dropped little gems for those who pick them up. But for me to just all out openly just tell y'all the truth and why all this is going on and the, and the depth behind it. I mean, honestly, it's deep. But it's not that deep in the sense of you should be able to figure it out on your own. I don't feel like I should even have to tell you all of that. This shit is deeper than skin color, though. It goes a little bit further than that. Don't get it wrong. That does play a key. That does play a role. But it's deeper than that. It's way deeper than the skin. It's deeper than the roots. Okay? When I say the roots, you know what I mean, right? What do they tell you are the roots? Slavery, right? No, it's deeper than that. It goes way beyond that. That was like a... That was like a... That was like an experiment, okay? Like, they was, they was molding you. And only some of you, for a reason. Some of us. I keep saying you, but you know what I'm trying to say. <clears throat> right? So we are, we are literally bred in suffering survival mode. We literally live our life in survival mode. That's why, what, what do a black man do as soon as he make a little bit of money? That nigga run out to go show the world he done made that money. He trying to survive, bro. That's his form of survival. It sounds stupid, and it is stupid. But when you think about it, it makes perfect sense. I live in a world that that puts all of us in these boats and makes all of us look bad. I have to do what I have to do to stand out. Django is the perfect example. And I think Django is a movie that I want to break it down, but I need to figure out all the copyrights to it. And I obviously, I can't do it here. I have to do it um, on YouTube or something like that. But I have to figure out how I can review this movie um, I, I'm going to figure it out eventually. I really wanted to wait till I had a bigger platform to do it because the, the movie Django is literally probably one of my favorite movies of all time. I'm not even going to lie to you. Um, do the Right Thing by Spike Lee is another one. But J- Django is one of my favorite movies of all time. And I'm going to tell you why. I almost got a Django tattoo that I was thinking like, that I thought about it. I was like, wait, if I get this, it's technically Jamie Foxx. I don't want Jamie Foxx's face on my body. I know how much I love the movie Django. It has so much historical context to it. And when you look beyond the actual storyline. And um, <clears throat> to me, it's one of the most historically accurate movies um, that depicts that time and era. 
than even even more than the roots and all those movies that are actually literally like true stories and stuff like that. But anyways, in the movie Django, there's a scene where when he first gets with that white dude, that white dude says, "Okay, well, I'm a character now. It's time for you to pick your costume." He says, and Django look at him and say, "Wait, you gonna let me pick my own clothes?" And he's like, "Well, yes, why not?" And Django going there and get the brightest motherfucking outfit he could find. I, I broke this down to my sister the other day. She was like, wow, I never thought about it like that. He went and bought the brightest motherfucking outfit he could get, didn't he? He went and put on a royal blue. He was more flashy than the white man. Why? Because he wanted them to know I am not like these niggas. See, that in itself was, yes, it was for that reason, but it also was a form of survival mode. Okay, you riding, you're a black man riding around on a horse. There's people who will shoot you before they ask any questions. But when they see you not only on a horse, but wearing these flamboyant outfits, they they know. Ain't no way in hell a nigger is on a on a horse and dressed like that if he ain't free. So now they gotta ask questions. They may hate you while they do it, but they at least have to ask first. That is a form of survival mode. You're going to take me serious. I'm going to make you take me serious. I'm going to put on. I'm going to. I'm Mr. Put that shit on. What they say, Mr. Put. Mr. Put that. Mr. Put that shit on. Okay. I'm going to be Mr. Put that shit on real quick. Because motherfucker going to know I ain't like these niggas. I ain't like. I'm a black man. Every time he upgrades his money, he upgrades his lifestyle. Period. Period. He ain't going to keep the same car even if it was a nice car. You'll see a white dude go out there and. He'll become a millionaire. He's gonna still drive that same car. Then he go out there and he go he gonna wait till he about 10 million in before he get a new car. You see what I'm saying? Now now the new white boys is different. But the, the the original white man that me and you grew up watching and seeing and observing, that white man, yes, that's how he moved. The black man make 50,000 and go get a new car. 100,000, he had a new car. 200, my dad had so many by the time I was in the fifth grade, I kid you, let me let me think. When my dad had so many cars, nigga. My dad had all the cars, nigga. All the cars. Started off with a Pathfinder. Went on to... He had two... I don't know why he did this, too. He went and bought two Volkswagen Beetles. Put twin turbos in them. Like, I don't know what he was thinking. Then he went and got a, a Benz. Put rims on it. Then he went and got a, a something else. Then he fell off for a little while. In between... The divorce or whatever had got a Honda, but it was a clean ass Honda. And he got a Mazda, the RX-7. Motherfucker, he's had the backup, <laughs> a little fast little thing. Then he came back up again, got got back in the career again with the computers and shit. My dad does like computer stuff, like he built like systems and all that shit. Like uh, he 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 all of that. Like if you all of that shit, like bro, worked for all kind of Coca-Cola school districts, all of that shit. Bro, go get the the brand new Beamer. Then he went and got the D, he had a Jeep. Then he had a Bim, then he had a Bim. Then he got a Benz again. Then he got two, three Benzes. Then he got a girlfriend of Benz. Then he got his other girlfriend of Benz. Then he got the motherfucking Porsche truck. Then he got another Porsche truck. Like, then he got a pickup truck. Then he got, he got a million cars. Every time he upgraded his life, he upgraded his house. He got a bigger house. And a bigger house. Now he's in a fucking mansion, in a country club. Like, and that nigga ain't really as rich as you think he would be. You know what I'm saying? I'm just saying. Like, we feel like we have to keep showing them. No. And you got to remember, his generation definitely feel like that. My generation is a little bit getting a little bit smarter. We starting to break the mold. We starting to say, man, fuck what y'all niggas think. I'm going to do what's best for me. Right? But his generation, oh, that's how they had to do it. That's why 
That's where the saying came from. That whole, as soon as he get on, he leave your ass for a white girl. That's to them. When my dad left my mom, in his brain, he thought he was upgrading. I got me a the little sophisticated Asian bitch and bring her to these corporate meetings and dinners. I can't bring my Caribbean wife with me. You know what I'm saying? Even though my mom's beautiful and look better than the Asian bitch, or at least just as good, you know what I'm saying? It wasn't about that. My mom, English a little broken, you know what I'm saying? To them, at least. To me, it's, I don't know. I've, I, I, I noticed her accent, but I mean, I don't know. I grew up with the lady, so, you know what I'm saying? My friends would kind of make little jokes, you know, say my name and her accent to be funny and shit, get slapped up, get backed up, get packed up. No, I never had to hit nobody about it. It was just a joke. But, you know, still, nonetheless, uh, my mom, she's not from here and she's she's different. You know what I'm saying? She even looks different. So, you know, but basically, um, like people think my mom is Ethiopian or Spanish. They always think one of those two things. Like, that's what they be thinking. But my mom is really like, almost like, I think a mulatto. She's mixed. Like she got white and an Indian. Indian, not Indian like Navajo. Indian as in India, the country, India, in Asia. And then um, her dad is black. So, you know what I'm saying? Um, he's a full black man. He's like a coolie, though. He a coolie black man. Like, if y'all know, if y'all know anything about what that means, he's a coolie. So like, got my granddad, he a coolie. You know, he's a big old Freemason, Pearl Lodge. Used to have my mama. My mom grew up getting chauffeured to school, all of that. Like he used to work directly with the prime minister of his country, the country that my mom's from. He a big old Mason, big old. My mama, she, I didn't even know that. She told me this this weekend. She said that when he died, he had an all glass casket. <laughs> see-through, like a, I never even, I don't, I didn't even know those things, existed. I never even heard of them, I'm like, what, I, I even made a joke, I said, even rappers don't get those, I'm like, damn, what it is, she was like, yeah, you know, all see-through, all glass casket, ain't that some shit, could you imagine trying to dig up somebody's grave, oh, shit, oh, damn, damn, he, you know, you would expect to see some wood, and you, you gotta open it first, oh, damn, he's just right there, like, you know, I'd be scared, oh, shit, I think the wood done evaporated or something. Like, I'm like, what the hell happened to the wood? <laughs> you know, that's just a little insight to what's going on, right? But we come from this place of suffering, survivalist, you know, and 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 there's more of a balance. You know, it's kind of like two broke people can't be together. Like, it's type that type of thing. Like, you know what I'm saying? Like, but, but we're not talking about money here. We're talking about two broken people who... On top of the natural wiring that we have, then we have our own personal resentments towards each other. And then so many black black people are literally taught and you don't realize it, that we are literally taught when we're taught about slavery and we're taught about lynchings in the Klan. We are literally being bred right there to learn how to be very good at eternalizing other people's pain. Where white people, that's why white people aren't like that with each other, because they don't have to be that way. They weren't. You don't understand when you were growing up. This is why I'm for critical race theory to CRT shit that's going on. But I'm also against it because like it teaches you as a black person to internalize other people's pains. 
And I listen to so many black people complain about so many things that they have never actually experienced. You have black kids that I know for a fact that are from the suburbs. They grew up with their mom and dad in their house. Their dad and their mom were also from the suburbs. They went to nice schools. They've never in their life experienced any form of police interaction at all. Damn near half the time. But they get on the internet and they cry and complain and cry and complain. I want you guys to watch this show, Dear White People. And pay attention to Sam White. She, she has a whole show. Dear white people, you don't really think that in slavery, when we were, what do you mean we? You were never there, first of all. And your, your mom is a black woman married to a white man. And she dates a white guy on the show. Like, it's just like you, we just sit here and we internalize so much pain that we did not personally experience. So we already are fucked. And you have to understand that this is why they wanted you to think that your history starts at slavery. And it ends with Martin Luther King getting shot in, 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 in Tennessee. This is why they wanted you to think these things because, you know what I'm saying, because of the fact they want you to think these things. Listen to me now. They want you to think these things because they they want you to 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 be to have the programming in your brain. You are the only race of people in America. We got Mexicans. They've been here for how long? The Mexicans before they were Mexicans, they were Mayans, Aztecs, Incas. Okay, and different types of um, uh, Indian. We call them Mexicans, but they, that's what they really come from. What do you think? Fuck, you think they just popped up somewhere? No, those are Indians, Native Americans, Indigenous, whatever you call them. Okay, these are tribal people. All right, and they, 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 they barely cover that. They don't. They, they, they cover white history, make it seem like some bland thing, right? And then they tell you, you were a slave. You were lynched. You were these things. And you start to internalize this pain. And, and, and man, yeah, you know, I was. And the next thing you know, that's all you do throughout life. You look at your mama and say, well, my mama got cheated on my daddy, so I don't trust you niggas. Oh, Mo, my daddy beat up my mama, so all you niggas is abusive. Even though no niggas ever put his hands on you. Even though no niggas ever cheated on you. Matter of fact, you cheat on niggas. Like, you see what I'm saying? You internalize all this pain, my brothers and sisters, within, within yourself. And you've been taught that to do that since you was a child. So how the fuck is we going to ever get anywhere with a group of people who internalize all this pain, take it out on each other? Like, we're literally going to war right now within our community between the genders for a bunch of shit that most of us have never experienced. And at one point in my life, I had to ask myself, what can I control? What can I not control? What have I actually went through? And what have I just watched people go through? Where do my fears actually come from? It's funny that when black men speak, they say, oh, who hurt you? How do you know I was hurt? How do you know I just didn't observe something and make a statement on it? It's, it's I mean, but, you know, nobody ever says you're hurt when you talk about white women. You know, white women, they can hurt you. You can be hurt by a white woman. But no, we don't think that. But as soon as you say something about black women, you must be personally hurt. Are you personally hurt? Is that why you assume everybody who speaks about something is personally hurt? So you must be hurt by a white woman. Because y'all speak about white women a lot. Oh, what about Trump? You don't like Trump. Did he hurt you? Like, does he, I mean, did he, do you cry about the stuff that he say on the internet? Like, you know what I'm saying? No, you just observe something. You feel some type of way about it. That's the thing about it. How, how much of it do I actually just observe? And how much of it have I, have I actually absorbed? You know, what's the difference between observing something and absorbing it? You know, the problem is we're taught to observe things and absorb them at the same time. You know, we watch these things and even in America period, for all people, we watch things happen and we just absorb all this pain. That's why you could watch some random black guy in Minnesota somewhere getting a knee on his neck and cry because you've absorbed this pain. Now, I mean, that's the human in you. Don't get it twisted. I'm not telling you to be inhumane. But what I am saying is that you internalize somebody else's pain and now you out breaking into footlockers. 
You see what I'm saying? Like, now you're out you're screaming and yelling and hooping and hollering and punching police in the back of their head, like, because of something you saw on the internet. Now, what would have happened if you'd not seen it? Because there was once a time where everybody didn't see everything. And you just heard of somebody saying, hey, man, you heard about that black guy who got killed up in the... Or what if we even say black guy? Did you heard about that dude who got killed by the police up in Minnesota? Oh, damn, that sucks. Yeah. What y'all niggas finna eat tonight? She said, we going to Lucy's house. She having some goddamn, um, she having some gumbo. Yeah, I never had gumbo before. Yeah, I'm, I'm going to go down there and try some gumbo. That's the conversation because we don't internalize it. So what So what I'm what I'm saying that is this. This is a group of people who cannot do well together. Okay, I mean, I could break this down for another six hours if I wanted to. Um, and if I had to, if it was necessary. But this is a group of people who do not who cannot we cannot grow together they say you can't heal in the same place that you got sick at <clears throat> do you understand that you know I had caught some type of a cold not too long ago and as you as you hear I'm still getting rid of a lot of the mucus that I've, that I've developed and um you know I had to leave that environment for me to start to feel better now I'm starting to feel way better right not just better from that but from even other things in general so my whole thing is this when you when you're really looking at it fellas um and ladies we can't do it and i think that to keep trying to force each other into it if it happens naturally for you as an individual that's fine but i think that what people don't realize is that first of all suffering isn't love that's to put somebody through so much and to take all your woes and cast them onto the, your lover. That's not what we got here to do. You're talking about two traumatized people. That's all you can bring to me is more trauma. I already have enough. So if I go over here with somebody who doesn't have it, she can maybe help me cope with it. Or um, if you're a girl, he can help you cope with it. But two of y'all motherfuckers, what can y'all do for each other? Then y'all are both stubborn. You don't want to go get no professional help. You don't listen until you go with somebody else. I've seen it happen. I've seen black men ask their black woman to do something for years. You don't tell me to do. Yeah, no, 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 no. She go get a white man. He asked her the same shit. She go do it. Oh, now she's in therapy. For years, he's told you. Your black husband told you to go to therapy. And you know what black women have the nerve to do? They tell you, nobody told me ever to do this before. Yes, he did, bitch. You just didn't listen to him because he's a black man. And you don't give black men any credibility. We don't give you any either. So what are we doing together? Because I think you a hoe. I think you violent. You think I'm a fuckboy. You think I'm broke. You think I'm conquered. So what, what are we doing? What, are we settling for each other because we think we can't get something else? And let me tell you something else. That don't mean you go over there to the white man or the white woman or the Spanish woman or the Spanish man or the Asian woman or the Asian man or the different kind of black and just throw, hey, I'm fucked up. Take care of me. No. What you need to do is you really need to fix yourself before you go to anybody. That's another problem with black people. We just run around here hurt as fuck trying to get in a relationship. Hurt as a motherfucker. You ain't even over the last nigga. You ain't even over the last nigga. The last female. Or just life in general. And you just run around trying to be in a relationship with people. Man, if you don't take your hurt self and go figure it out, go at least get some get, get some scraping first. You still mad about what happened to you when you was a, a child. You still mad about something that happened to your great, 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 great grandpa. You don't even know. <laughs> this nigga, he was such a survivalist. He ain't gonna fuck about you. 
He ain't have time to give a fuck about you. And that's what I'm saying. We don't even have breathing room. We don't even have the space and energy that we would need to reciprocate, to be able to give. We can't give. We can't reciprocate because, first of all, nothing's coming our way. Then we can't give because we don't have anything. I can't give you what I don't got. What can I give you if I don't have it? How can I help you? I have to help myself first. And that's the mentality of the black person that goes beyond our fault. That we literally have this mentality where I have to help myself first because we don't have anything. Most of us don't come from generational wealth. That's why they have this new saying, if wealth don't, if you don't come from wealth, wealth must come from you. Who do you think they made that saying for? They ain't make it for white people. They made it for you niggas. Because we niggas have to be that way. In the meantime, in between time, we have to stop wasting time trying to be with each other. We can't do it. It's rare. I'm not saying it can't happen. Shout out to Jay Morrison and his wife and Boyce Watkins and his wife. These are people that I feel like will last. But at the end of the day, that is not, that is not the regular you don't just go outside and become a Jay Morrison and earn. I think his wife was name. What's his wife name? Ernstine, Ernest. I don't want to disrespect her. I just call her E. We'll just call her. We'll just call her. We'll just call her EM. You know what I'm saying? You 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 know you know you know you you know what's boy what boy what's boy Watkins' wife name? Alice. Is it Alice? Alicia? Okay. And look at look at him. Look what he had to go through to get that woman. That woman. That woman came to him after she was already ran through. Now I don't know all the respect, but after she already ran through her options with everybody else. So like, <clears throat> he's what, 40-something, 50-something years old, just now getting married? <clears throat> Excuse me. Just not finding the love of his life? So it's like, what, what, did, what, had to, what had to happen? You see what I'm saying? He probably wouldn't have been able to find it at the age that we are. I'm 28, about to be 29. Some of y'all listening are in your 20s. Some of y'all are probably in your 30s. Okay, but look, look what he had to go through to find his wife. A black wife have black love and have now you got a black family. Your kids are grown, everybody going, you know, nigga, damn, they're old enough to retire. If I had to guess, Boyce Watkins is old enough to be my granddad. He could, I mean, it'd be a real tight knit, but he, he could probably be old enough to be my granddad. And I'm old enough to be some of y'all's dads. Well, I would hope you're too young. If I'm, if I'm, yeah, if I'm, I'm not, never mind. Well, yeah, no, yeah. If I'm, if, if you, if you, if I'm old enough to be your daddy, you, you, you might want to go to, you need, what you listen to me for? You need to go, go to school. Go listen to some teacher or something. You this is too grown for you. Don't, don't turn like, okay, so what's going to happen? You're going to internalize pain that you never went through. Now you're going to walk around like, yeah, the black woman is this. No, 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 don't, 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 mm-mm. You don't know that. She might be different for you. I don't know. Everybody has different experience. I'm starting to see that too. But at the same time, I'm talking about the overall. Overall, we have to, at the bare minimum, get out of this mentality of shaming each other and forcing this unity, especially when you're talking about non-Platonic relationships, okay? Because we're not built for those things. Let me ask you some real shit. And I know it's going to feel like a personal attack against black women. Women are supposed to be the embodiment of love right we they like the flowers and valentine's day we all know valentine's day what does it really mean girlfriend's day right you know you know you know the women are they just the lovey 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 right so let's look at it this way so we look to our black woman for love right let me ask you this question right this is and it's gonna sound like a personal attack but it's not and it's gonna sound shallow but it's not it's really deep and and and, and that if you take it the wrong way that's how you know how warped you really are how can you expect someone who can't even embrace their real hair, who can't even 
simply smile throughout the day every now and then. At least just change your resting bitch face to just a resting face. How could someone who is is always scolding somebody about something, always trying to find what's wrong with a situation rather than what's right with a situation, always into some type of shit, someone who's literally been taught their whole life that the most important thing you can do is get money and get a business and get an education. How could we ever expect for this person to be able to really love us? Love, love us. When they honestly don't really love themselves. You look around at black women, not all of them, obviously. And you see so many of them that are just walking around overweight, just letting the stomach just hang over the belly and just letting the ass just fall out the, the pants and just out here with the hair. They don't care how their hair look. They just want some fake hair. I mean, they're, they're so desperate to cover up their true, beautiful, natural texture that they'll put anything on top of it. You know, they, they, they have to wear this. They have to look crazy. They out here. Bro, I just posted a video on the Raw Sex Podcast Instagram page of a black woman in public giving a duck. I'm not I'm not making this up, bro. It's on the Raw Sex Podcast Instagram page. I just posted it about an hour ago. Of a black woman giving a duck, yes, the animal, a lap dance. She got the duck laid on his back and she is twerking on the duck. And she's dead ass serious. You're not going to tell me that a group of people who are known to do these kind of things, you know how you know to do these kind of things for y'all who say, she don't represent all of us. Guarantee you right now. You don't believe me, black woman. You want to argue and say, she don't represent all of us. Go to work, go to school, go outside, go wherever you go and talk to nothing but black women today. And I want you to tell them that there's a video of a woman giving a lap dance to a duck and ask them to guess the race. I guarantee you, unless they're trying to be fucking arrogant and be funny, they're all going to say black women. Yes, this is the type of thing that you guys are now known for. It's stupid shit like that. You cannot tell me that that group of people loves themselves. And what I had to learn the hard way is that no matter how much you want to love me, no matter how much you may try to love me, can I get an amen? Can I get a hallelujah? No matter how much you attempt to love me, if you don't love yourself, your love has no value for me. It can't be. It can't do the thing that you wish that it want. You can't. I. It's not about me saying that either. It's just the love is too fickle. You can't do it. It's not about what we want. It's not about what we seek and what we've sought and what we fought for. It's not about what we desire. It's not about those type of things, ma'am. It is literally, you don't have it in you. You're trying to kill a grown ass man with an airsoft gun. It's just not going to work. You shoot that motherfucker as much as you want to. You better throw that shit at him. That's your best bet. Take your arm, swing it all the way back, and launch the airsoft gun at his forehead and just pray for the best. Because if you keep shooting him, unless you, I don't know, shit, shoot a nigga in his eyeball or something, like, you can't kill a man with an airsoft gun. You see what I'm saying? This is what I need you guys to realize. You can't love me. You can't love me. 
Why do you think even when you get to fighting with racist white people, even they have enough coof and decorum to not bring up certain things. As soon as you get into it with a black woman or you say something to a black woman she don't like, they bring it up your mother. They bring up your sexuality. They bring up your manhood. They want to talk about who hurt them. They're ready to, they're ready to destroy you. Nobody. Let me tell you something that a lot of black people don't want to hear. This goes for black men and black women. Let me tell you something that it took me a long time for me to realize even about myself. You don't love. I don't even say love yourself. You don't love. If the first thing you can do when somebody says something you just simply don't like. Is send a slew of personal attacks at their life. Saying hateful, demeaning things. Bringing up pains that could trigger them to suicide. Trigger them into drug addiction. Trigger them into alcoholism. Trigger them into pedophilia. Trigger them into a porn addiction. Trigger them into any, any type of thing. That's just completely destructive, not just for them, but for those around them. You cannot tell me that the black woman is capable of loving the black man. When she's not capable of loving herself. They don't want to hear that. They want to deny it. They're going to get mad. They will be upset, but they won't be able to refute it with anything of logic because it's true. That's not love and it never will be. And until you meet people beyond any romantic relationship who really have love, whether they're homeless on the street, whether it's the pastor that preach, can I get an amen? Can I get a hallelujah? They don't want me in my bag. They want me in a box. Okay. Until you meet real love, you realize black women don't have love. That's not love. You're not going to tell me it's love. I don't like to call two things that are different the same word. Because I feel like it, it disrespects a thing that actually deserves that word. And when you go date these other types of women, or these, and I'm pretty sure the black women can, can agree too, these other types of men, you see what real love is. I keep it really real with you guys, bro. I don't want my daughter dating one of you niggas. I'm just going to be all the way 100. And they'll tell me, oh, you sound like self-hatred. No, no, I don't. Because if I was leading off with that, nobody would tell me self-hatred. You're only saying that to try to double back on the fact that I said that we shouldn't be with black women. Yeah. Happy as hell when I met my sister's boyfriend. He a white boy. Good old white boy. Good. Because these niggas don't know how to love nobody. And they don't know how to treat no woman. They don't. And we all gung gung hope for it. Till your sister bring home a nigga. You look at that nigga one good time and say, Man, that nigga finna cheat like a motherfucker, boy. I know he finna cheat. We can't, we can't, we can't do it, bro. We have to kind of pull apart, rewire ourselves, humanize ourselves again, bring back the humanization of the black man's face, his facial expressions, his 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 skin tones, his uh, bone structure. We have to bring back the humanization of the black woman's facial expressions, her skin tone, her natural hair texture, her bone structure, and then maybe we won't have as much fear and intimidation for each other then we can actually love because what we're seeing in our community that is not love and it's so conditional on top of that yeah they love you when you're dead when you're rich that's it and that comes with conditions too as we see that black guy who got killed by his white girlfriend everybody's hung up on the fact that she's a white girlfriend like black men have never been killed by a black woman before 
You know what I'm saying? Like, you worry about this white girl killing the black man. It's, and I promise you, there's been more black men killed by black women than there ever will be black men killed by white women. That's just a fact. Because we date more white black women than we do white women. It just is what it is. Love sometimes ends in blood. It's not just a race thing. <laughs> the fuck's wrong with y'all? Like, you know what I'm saying? Now, who would say anything to him had his tweets popped up and he was still alive, married to a white woman, happy with her? Then, oh, it'd be low, whatever. He got with Becky and Becky keep him happy, right? Will Smith and I forgot his name, the brother who plays Carlton, come from the same show. One went with a black girl, one with a white girl. Hey, hey, you see the results. I'm just saying, and I'm not saying it's going to happen to everybody, but no, we don't, we need to, we need to at least be okay with it. And all this shaming of it, how you going to shame it when you, what you want me to do, sit around and suffer like the rest of you niggas? I be saying niggas literally like under this this and this episode was stemmed from what a single dad told me. Oh, where's the black woman now? You raising two kids by yourself, telling me the black woman is God and I need to learn how to have respect and what else he say? Um, oh, you ain't no real man because you can't you can't handle the black woman. That's why you go elsewhere. Um, you I mean honestly yeah you know the second part yeah you're right I can't handle them shit I don't why the hell want to handle that. The whole world already kicking my ass. Why do I need to go to a woman who's going to kick my ass too? To go to a woman, I got to be stiff around. I can't even be myself. I make one little joke the wrong way. Oh, he's gay. Oh, he's corny. Oh, he's this, that, and the third. Go over here. I can dance how I want to dance. Listen to whatever music. Uh, I get peace. And rub your back. Not slap you upside the head. She get mad, she go in a different room, I go in a different room, it's called, we come back, we hug, we love, we never go to sleep angry. Her family's involved, her family, you go to black girl, I'm, I'm a black girl, you go to black girl house, the mama don't even want to talk to you. You know what I'm saying? You go dead white girl, the, the family sit down and have dinner with you, it's a difference, bro. The first serious white relationship I was ever in, I was so scared, I went to this white girl house. She said, yeah, my, my family wants to meet you. We're going to have dinner. I said, oh, shit. I said, ain't your daddy and them like kind of like old? She's like, yeah, don't worry. They're cool. I'm like, yeah. Go ahead and get in the car. I'm going to grab me a pistol right quick. Roll over to these folk house. These folks have made me about three, three string rings, a piece of asparagus, and a half a steak. And I still said... <laughs> <laughs> it had no seasoning on it. it. Had no seasoning on it, but guess what? My chest didn't hurt after the prank. <laughs> had no seasoning on it and a cup of milk. Yeah, I had a cup of milk. I don't even drink milk, so I just kind of let it sit there. Yeah, just you know, just sat there. Oh, and it had a slice of cheese and a napkin wrapped. I'm just playing. And they had forks and knives and all kind of silver shine. I'm like, oh shit. Then they wanted me to sit in, so I'm like, no, I'm not sitting here because I don't know who come behind me. Sit at the head of the table so I can see what's going up behind me. <laughs> Motherfucker, um, yeah. Talk to me so nice. About two years later, I'm with a black girl. I go meet her mom. I said, hey, Miss uh, Bradford. Hey, what's up? Hey, who going with my chicken? Yeah. Hey, which one of y'all? Hey, you got some money on you? Go to the store right quick. Give me some more chicken. Damn. Shit. 
I had made a joke with her for 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 like the whole time I had knew knew her. I'd be like, "Give me some motherfucking fish," because she had said some. I want to know. She said, "I want some motherfucking fish." <laughs> her ghetto ass. <laughs> she over there laid up with a nigga for six seven years. He won't marry her ass. Mm. Wasting her motherfucking time. But you let her tell you, I, well, I ain't even no rest to be married either. What love is that? What love? I'm just saying. Look how you speak. How can somebody call themselves a bitch every day tell me that they can love me? You don't even love yourself. You don't even value yourself. Hold on, y'all. You have to be able to love yourself. Black man, black woman. Before you can love someone else. And loving yourself is embracing everything about you. And fixing the things that are bad. It's about being healthy. So no, you cannot be a weave wearing, fried chicken eating, motherfucker. And tell me you can love me better than somebody else. How? And you know what? You know what? You know what? Here's the thing about it. I'm going to keep it real. You can. But I don't want that love. You know why I don't want that love from you? Because what that is is a suffering love. And that's a love that makes you have to sacrifice yourself in order to be able to give me that love. And at that point, if I have any love for myself, I love you enough as a black woman to not want to see you drained like that. So, ma'am, you want to be alone? Do like Kevin Samuel say, get a dog? Or you're going to have to go elsewhere and see what the white, Asian, or Spanish man can offer you. Because I cannot be responsible for your demise like that. And no longer will I be responsible for anybody's demise. I, I said a long time ago, I said, you know, I made this a model in my life. I said, I don't give nobody their first blunt. You're not gonna, I'm not going to be that memory that you have when you become a cokehead one day. Well, damn, where did this all start? Well, I was like, yeah, then I started, yeah. But now I was smoking weed, though. Who the first nigga that gave me some weed, bro? That fucking nigga Tommy, man. And, and it's not just about weed. It's anything. I don't want to be your first. No. If you want to come around here fucked up, you're going to come around here already fucked up. I don't want to be the reason why you fucked up. You ain't ever going to tell nobody, if it wasn't for that nigga, you will never do that. I can't change the world. I can just change myself. Sometimes I have to I tell myself, you got to be the change in the world that you want to see. And I know that that means sometimes you got to sometimes be the bigger person. Sometimes. And I see this is this is why the world was a better place when men were putting their foot down because women don't know what they really want. And when you leave them to their own vices, all of them, black, white, Spanish, Asian, they will self-destruct. So sometimes as black men, we have to, and I talked about this before, that's why I said black men, we're going to be the ones that have to separate from black women because we're the ones that are always approaching them. And they're going to go for whatever approaches them. Not saying like they're desperate. I'm just saying, like, you know what I mean? Like, they're, they're, that's where their options come from. Their options don't come from what they go out and pull because they don't go out and pull nothing. No woman does. Women are not hunters. Men are. Okay, so with that being said, we have to pull back because... We have to stop and say, this isn't working. And what has been coming of it? Forcing ourselves on these women. Them forcing themselves on us. Because they don't really love us. They don't really want us deep down the side. Right? That's why they put on the hair to look more like the woman that gets the other man. That's why they do all these things to get the woman who looks like the other man. To look like that person. They don't really want you. Right? So with that being said, what, what, what is it that you're going to do? 
You see what I'm saying? We have to pull back because at the end of the day, we're destroying these people. Running up in them, putting kids in them, leaving them, doing this in third. We give the problem with black people, we give each other the worst of us. And then have the nerve to shame the people who don't want that. No, we say, no, I don't want this anymore, man. If I really love my people beyond trying to be black family and all this other stuff, we don't have room for no fucking black family. Like, you know what I'm saying? Beyond all that bullshit, you know what I'm saying? If I really love these motherfuckers for real, I have to stay away from you niggas. Love you from a distance. Sometimes that's the best thing you could do for somebody. And that's the best thing you could do for somebody. You know? What happened to this one nigga? I, my homegirl, she did shit to the nigga. He don't even know. All the opportunities he's got in the last seven years is because of her. He has no idea. Because she pulled back from him, but he don't know. He still kept the, she still kept the eye on his ass. And she cried to me several times. Hey, with this girl. I'm like, why you keep watching that nigga? I'm like, because I gotta, I gotta help him. I just don't know. He can't do it on his own. And she loved that man. But look what it came in the cost of her suffering. He has no idea that that career that he has to this day, matter of fact, actually, I just saw him on Instagram. He has no idea that she pulled those strings behind the closed doors to get him that career. I don't barely know this nigga. I just know of the nigga. We all used to go to school together. And he has no idea. A lot of the opportunities that he's got in the last seven years is because of her. None. Because she suffers in silence and loves him from a distance. It's going to hurt me. To, to say to myself, I can't do this with you motherfuckers no more. Just like it will hurt you because you love these people. We grew up with them, right? These are our sisters. These are our mothers. These are our fathers, our brothers. These are our friends. These are our people. And we knew this day was going to come. We just didn't want to face it. But we have to is what I'm explaining to you. It's no longer about what you want to do, nigga. Is what you need to do. If you want to salvage and preserve this thing, we can't We can't keep waiting. We were supposed to do this 20, 30, 40, 50, 60, 70 years ago. If we don't do it now, it ain't ever going to happen. And if it don't ever happen, I promise you, you will see 144,000. You goddamn right. You know why? That's the only thing going to be left, nigga. I was reading the Bible one time. I'm like, 144. That's a lot. That, that's kind of a low amount of people when you think about it. 144. That's not a lot. Kim Kardashian got like 38 million people who follow her on Instagram. 144,000. That's like 10% of that, if that. Not even. Like. 144,000, that's nothing. And that's probably why that number is so low, bro. Because that's what it's going to come down to. 12,000 from each tribe. Most of the tribes are brown brown people. A lot of people don't know that. Yeah, most of the tribes are brown people. We like to say, the black man, the black man. Most of them are brown people. So you're already limited. I think it's Judah. I know it's Judah. Levites. Hold on. I'm not that that familiar. Uh, let me see. Yes. Judah. Benjamin. 
Levi, Judah American Blacks, Benjamin West Indian Blacks, Levi, Haitians, Ephraim, Puerto Ricans, Manasseh, Cubans, Simeon, Dominicans, Zebulon, Guatemala to Panama, aka the Mayans, Gad, Native American Indians, Reuben, Seminole Indians, Asher, Colombia to Uruguay, the Incas, Issachar, Mexicans, aka the Aztecs, Naphtali, Argentina slash Chile, Isaiah 11, 11, scattered throughout Africa and abroad. You're outnumbered already. Not saying that, that these are our enemies. Clearly, these are not our enemies. You know, I was going to go full-fledged Hebrew Israelite, like go join the groups and everything. I, I'm still not with the fringes yet, man. Some hey, One of my brothers, man, talked to me about these fringes, man. The first time I seen a, a brother wearing the fringes, I said, what the hell he got on? You, they said you got to wear them, though. That's, you know, that's law. Right? Okay? So, yeah. We gonna be very small grouped. Ain't that many Haitians in the world. West Indies, it's not a big place. American blacks, lowering by the number, day by day, forcing themselves to be around each other in suffrage. You're bred in suffrage. You're bred to into negativity. To the point where even your positivity is still negative. Look at look at what we call positivity in the black community. Seeing a black woman that's not married at 30 something years old, but she got degrees and she opened up her business, that's positive to us. See what I'm saying? Yeah, and see, most of y'all that went over your head because once again, you were so warped, you don't even realize it. Okay, the posit- our positivity is still rooted in negativity. We celebrate Jay-Z, why? Because he was a drug dealer that became a rapper that rapped about drug dealing. Took all his money and made himself even richer than he is. Dude got enough money to do so much for black people. And that's saying he don't, but I'm just saying, he could do way more, right? But what did we get on the song talk to you about? The new liquor, the new Benz that he just bought to this day? And I love Jay-Z. I'm just keeping it real. I'm just keeping it real. You know what I'm saying? I, I keep it objective over here. I love Jay-Z, but I'm keeping it real. You see what I'm saying? So, you know, we have to figure this out in some type of way, but we have to separate while we figure it out. We have to, we have to be together to discuss it. But this this forcing it with each other, forcing ourselves into it, it's not going to work. Now we got black businesses everywhere, especially here in Atlanta. Where do you think the money going? Let me say how backwards that is, right? Look at all the other races. The the Asian come to your community, make money off of your people, and then take it back to their community. The Mexican go into the white man community, open a restaurant, take money from the white man, and bring it back to the Mexicans. The Middle Eastern come open up a gas station in your hood, and bodegas in your hood, make money off of your people, and come back to their people. You... Put your community, your business in your community. Make money off of your people. Take the money and go buy Gucci, Louis, Jeeps, Chryslers, Benzes, uh, and houses in the suburbs with it. Don't let that go over your head. 
you taking more money from the black man than was already being taken from him at that point. Hey, come consume. We got vegan food. Hey, come consume. We sell head wraps. Hey, come, come, come consume. We got all these things. And when we make enough money, we're going to move to the white man's neighborhood. We're going to buy the, the Italian man's clothes. We're going to eat Chinese food. Y'all don't hear me, though. Y'all don't hear me, though. We're going to buy the white man's car. You know, black men don't got a car. We're going to go buy the white man's cars. But yeah, this is pro-black. Black men is... I guess what is better, you're making the money rather than the white man, though, huh? I mean, I, I guess that's where you win. See, even in your positivity, there's negativity. Everybody else gets it. Them motherfuckers, they don't, they don't love anybody. They put the restaurant over there. Mm-hmm. Everybody's in between black folk and white folk. They build all their restaurants, hair salons, nail salons, either in the white community or the black community. They rarely put it in their own. They make all their money off of you or them. Then they go back into their countries and back to their people and they, they then they go support. You the only motherfucker put your own shit in your own shit. Then take the money and go take it somewhere else on top of that. That's the double whammy. Come sell me a vegan plate because you know that's what's cool now and everybody want to be healthy for 20 bucks. Little bitty food, 20 bucks. That's cool. I don't mind. I mean, I paid a white man 20 bucks for his vegan food. I paid an Asian 20 bucks for his vegan food. I'll pay you $25 for yours. Yours is to, ta- to taste the best. But where's the money go when you when you get rich, Pinky? Study vegan. I'm just asking. I'm not implying anything. I mean, I'm literally asking. Where does the money go? Because when you see Pinky, she in a what? She in a Benzo with the what? Forgiados. Where she live? Somewhere at Buckhead or Alpharetta somewhere. What she dropped? What she got on? Bottega, Balenciaga, Gucci, Louis Vuitton, Michael and Mary. These are all white people. And I don't want to hear that. Well, we don't have clothes. Yes, we well we did, but remember y'all started calling them lame? Remember y'all called Baby Fat lame and y'all called Fat Farm lame and Rockefeller and Sean John? What's the difference between Michael Lemire and Sean John? Why Sean John couldn't have been Lemire's? Y'all got them new Johns on. No, no, now you want you want the Lemire. Oh, it sounds cooler. Huh? 50 Cent, G-Unit clothing. I mean, we had our clothes. What you talking about, FUBU? For us, by us, literally. <laughs> Y'all called it lame, remember? Here, I don't know, but come on, Tommy. Look at Versace, it's cool. Yeah, Versace looks nice. I'll get some Versace's. I'm just telling you that this is how we are. I ain't gonna beat your head up too much about it, but I just really hope that this, this episode, you know, can bring more light to the things that I've been preaching a little bit more lately. And help you understand more so where I'm coming from is a place of love. It's not coming from a place of fuck black women. I know it comes off that way. I have I'm angry. Yes, I am bitter. I have resentment. You goddamn right. Why would I not? Why aren't you? Is the question. They want to say, oh, you sound mad. You fucking right. Who hurt you? You. You big mad. No, I'm not. I'm 
gigantically mad. The real question is, how could you sit here, claim to be woke, claim to be you know what's going on? How aren't you mad? How can you look at the current state of our women, our men's mentalities, and not be upset? Knowing our history that you also internalized, I did too, and not be upset. What do you mean? What do you, why aren't you mad? Where are your solutions? I don't want to hear anything that we've already been trying because none of that has worked. In any other realm, in any other space, when something doesn't work, you try something different, even if you don't like it. If you fighting a nigga and I don't know, it's just, it's just not working, you keep grabbing him, you have to start swinging, bro. Like, you have to, or you're going to lose. The real question is, brothers and sisters, niggas and bitches, Whatever y'all like to call yourself these days. Let me put my leg up right quick. I know y'all can't see me, but I'm going to put my leg up. Let me, let me put my leg up and roll up my pants. Let me see these knees. These bronze knees. Why aren't you upset? Huh? Why aren't you upset? Why aren't you big mad? How are how are you not disappointed? How do you not have let down? How do you not have any resentment? Teach me. Since y'all are the masters of, of healing, all of a sudden black people love to use this word healing. And and we in healing, then shut your mark ass up. Shut the fuck up. See, that bullshit works on the internet. It's not gonna work with no real one. Like, I see through that shit. You're not finna sit up here looking the way you look, first of all, telling me anything about no healing. You have no credibility. Because tomorrow, if I say the wrong thing to you, and I don't have to call you a bitch or a hoe or 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 make fun of you, we're gonna see how healed you are. All those terrible below the belt insults are gonna come right out your mouth. The black woman who love you so much, as soon as you make her mad, go get shot by the police. <laughs> Soon as you make her mad, you ain't got to call her no name. Just make her upset. Just say the wrong thing that she don't like. And you'll see how healed these black women that claim they so healed are. You got damn right I'm upset. Okay? It's disappointing to see what has become of my race of people. I grew up a black historian. I was a black historian in elementary school, my friend. In elementary school, going out of my way to meet Martin Luther King's children, get books signed by them. In elementary school, participating in the Black History Bowl, winning it twice, by the way. Okay, I lost one year, but I say I won because I had the answer right. He just hit the table before I did. That's all. It was a tie at a black school that we took over from white people in Stone Mountain, Georgia, if you know your history. And we turned the school mascot to the Black Panther and made our colors black and red. If you know your history, sir, I grew up on this shit. The stuff y'all now talk about, you seen on the internet, nigga? Then, we, yeah, we moved, we had to move to the suburb. Get what? Well, not the suburb, because Stone Mountain is a suburb. We had to move to the white suburbs. Guess what? Karen? Oh, I knew Karen before the YouTube did. Karen, the first time I seen that video, I was like, hmm, lucky it wasn't me. 
show my mama that shit. Like, man, you remember when we, you know, yeah. Okay. Police brutality and, and racist police. Oh, nigga, Ben dealt with that. Ben dealt with that. It's Hitler's birthday too, huh? Yeah, I remember that day. They told me it was, oh, they, they were trying to lock me. They, they, they put me in handcuffs. Like, it is Hitler's birthday. Yeah. After they let the white boy go, lock me up. Hmm? Put my put a knee on my back. I, I almost became a George Floyd like three times before we, y'all even knew who George Floyd was. Niggas really dealt with this shit. Nigga, I done read, I done seen real KKK places before. Nigga, I'm from Georgia, nigga. Me and my dad accidentally drove up on a KKK. Uh, what you call it? One time up in um, Helen, Georgia, with my mom. My mom was there. She remember that shit. We done pulled right into the, right into the, oh shit, we turned around, I was scared of shit, as a little, this little white boy was standing outside too, he was about my age too, just standing looking at me, like, I was like I'll beat your ass, but your daddy's in them, now we gotta get the fuck out of here, okay, we grew up on that, with all this stuff y'all talk about, niggas went through it, the stuff that you see on YouTube and Instagram, we went through it, before it was ever an Instagram or a YouTube, <laughs> fuck, I'm a Georgia buck, nigga. My dad's from the Bronx. My mom's from the islands. And they moved straight into KKK stomping ground. As black people were taking over, they called it white flight. Then they grew up around white kids. They had a punch in their fucking face playing with me. I am not from here. I would knock you off your feet. I ain't these other black boys. Y'all been talking to and chumping on. I'll knock out. Boy, I'll kill you out here. In the fifth grade, I'll murder you. Stop playing with me. I knew who my enemy was a long time ago. Never thought it would be you motherfuckers. So don't come talk to me about shit. You haven't proposed a solution. Boom. There's a solution. It's your boy Tommy via Raw Sex and I'm out.